You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. All right. It's an exciting week on screening in Kingston. Um, first of all, Andrew, welcome back. Hey, everybody. I hope you're not getting sick of me. Uh, well, <laughs> well, this is your this is your element because you I think originally you came on the show mainly for Marvel stuff and then you've expanded to do other things. But now we're, we're back in the element of Andrew because it's Marvel time. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. indeed it is. It's been a, it feels like it's been forever since we had a Marvel movie, but it's only been like what July. Yeah, I guess that would have been Thor, right? Thor came yeah, out in we, July. We've been spoiled, I think, as of late. So I think that's the problem. I personally love three or four Marvel movies a year and being spoiled because when they're good, I I enjoy myself. Like I know that just sounds so dumb, but it's so true. I get sick of the superhero movies that are bad, but Marvel oh, yeah. movies are often good <laughs> you'll get no complaints out of me getting three or four a year that's for sure yeah yeah especially if the quality keeps up um yeah so we're talking it's exciting for that reason because we're talking about marvel um we're going to do a couple different things this week um one we're going to talk about phase four of marvel because wakanda forever which we're going to do a review for it is really the end of phase four there's one more thing that's going to happen in phase four for marvel but it's the holiday special so i kind of look at that as more like you know, a special event, kind of a, a prologue or epilogue, or if you will, like it's yeah, not, yeah. I don't think it's, you know, as impactful. I'm sure stuff will happen. Um, but I just, I can't see a movie where they kidnap Kevin Bacon being super uh, <laughs> impactful, but who knows? Maybe Kevin Bacon will be the big villain. Who knows? Um, and then we're going to preview Marvel phase five. So we'll kind of recap phase four. Then we'll talk about Wakanda forever um we this will we are going to promise to be non-spoilery on it i know it's going to be hard this is a hard movie to not spoil so we might go into some light plot talk because we can talk a little bit about the plot but we're not going to spoil the movie that's our task andrew today it's a hard one because this movie had a lot of stuff in it um it sure did, yeah but but we we it's too early i don't i'm ne- I, I hate those you know i hate those people who yeah. spoil things for people i know you no, do I- too I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're pledging to not spoil you. So spoil-free review, and then we'll talk a bit about Phase 5 and what we're excited about uh, for that. So that makes this episode exciting. Another reason why this episode is exciting is I have a, a very good announcement to make. Uh, Taylor has had her baby. Hey! Um, uh, little little George, Georgie, has uh, has joined the world. Um, Dan sent me a message um, just this past week um, and said that uh, we we absolutely um, could could announce this on the show. Um, and then we, you know I have a little message here um, that basically just says that uh, that uh, everything is going well and that Mother and Georgie are doing fine. Um, we will have to wait a little bit longer to hear from Taylor, obviously, um, because Georgie did uh, surprise them and came a little <laughs> early. They weren't expecting him this early, but he came. Mom and baby are doing well. So congratulations. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. really great for Dan and Taylor. Uh, Georgie is here. Screening and Kingston family is growing. I'm sure 
we will hear from Georgie at some point in time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Even in the background, uh, George will make his debut on the show at some point in time. Sooner Uh, rather than later, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, and when when Dan texted me, my first instinct was, oh, I got to throw this up on social. But I thought, well, (laughs) she probably wants it announced on the show. So announce it on the show, and then I'll put it up on social this week. So Georgie did arrive at the end of last week, um, and uh, just announcing it here today. So congratulations to Taylor and Dan, and welcome uh, to the world, George. And uh, that's very exciting. But again, as as I mentioned, Andrew, obviously Taylor's going to be busy for a bit, and we're not going to get a Taylor update for a while. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Um, So fans, we'll just have to wait. We will hear from Taylor eventually, but uh, but that's, yeah, it's great. And I agree. It's great news. Um, Glad to hear that. So congratulations once again. Uh, screening and Kingston baby is here. So that's the second reason why the show is very exciting. Um, and you know, it's the first, it is the first. Yes, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I suppose at the end of the day, uh, Georgie does rank over, over Marvel. uh, Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we were able to do that now, um, for fans, just so everybody knows, um, the, the recording of the next couple of weeks episodes are going to be a little, all over the place. So I do encourage you. I know people might want to send in their congratulations so I can read it on the air. So it gets to Taylor. Absolutely. Email those in. Just don't be surprised if they're spread out a little bit. I've had to do some maneuvering to just record for the next couple of weeks. You're getting new episodes every week. Don't worry about that. It will happen. I'm just saying the the timeline of recording has moved up a little bit. So do send in your congratulations. I'm just don't panic if next week, for example, your your congratulation didn't make it on the show. It'll it'll be on the next week after that. Um, I will get it on there. Things are just all over the place. So um, if people want to send in their congratulations, absolutely do it. Just so you know, it'll come through sort of sporadically on the show, but it will get on there. Um, Sometimes things happen (laughs) and you got to record (laughs) at strange times. (laughs) Life gets in the way sometimes. (laughs) Exactly. Life gets in the way. Things happen. Uh, You bring on guests. um, You've got to maneuver things around for for those guests. So um, we will we will make it work. We'll get you on there. But yes, go to screeningandkingston.com. Email us at screeningandkingston at gmail.com. Feel free to send in your congratulations. I will make sure that they get sent to Taylor. I will forward them to Taylor. I will put them on the episodes. They will be out there. So don't worry about that. We will send along our congratulations. Um, so with that in mind, with the baby news, um, another thing to that quickly note, I mean, I already mentioned the programming note that we won't hear from Taylor for a couple of weeks, which means we will have special guests continuing on the podcast for a little bit. Um, obviously, we can't do a review of, of what to expect uh, when expecting. And I know a lot of people sent in other baby requests, so we obviously can't review those right now. But once Taylor's back, I promise you, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to review one or two of those movies. We'll, we'll take a couple um, once Taylor's had a couple months to... Get used to life now <laughs> with the yep, baby. Uh, you know, something I certainly don't understand, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing I wanted to quickly mention, and this this is pertaining to you, Andrew, just because I, I haven't asked you this question yet, and I'm sure you're fine sharing that on air. Um, you also got a new television, uh, and I, I wanted to know how your TV is doing and if you notice a difference from the issues you were having before. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I I went from a Sharp to a Samsung, so that alone was an upgrade. Oh. Um, but 
Yeah, it's it's doing great. A uh, huge difference. I was having this weird uh, tinge of blue or, or something happening uh, to everything I was watching. Hmm. And it's weird how you get used to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you were, you came over and saw it and was, and we're like, what's wrong with your TV? And I was like, <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as I got it hooked up and turned it on, I was like, wow, like I've been missing out on, <laughs> on a clear screen for so long. So yeah. yeah, it's, we're, we're really enjoying it for sure. Well, that's good. Good news all around a television, a birth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we went first with Taylor's news because I, <laughs> I feel like mine's mediocre now. Yeah, know. well, I, I don't have any news to report. That's the thing. Like <laughs> Taylor has this like excellent, great, amazing thing happening for her, and my my best news is I had a really nice salad for lunch that I made. Um, oh yeah, it can't beat a salad so for lunch. Cannot beat a salad, especially if you th- I threw some chicken in there. Oh, nice, nice with, touch. With now with like a barbecue sauce on the chicken. Like wow. like sort of like a barbecued chicken on like salad. Like a Southwestern kind of yes. salad. Yeah. Very nice. good. Lots of protein, which apparently I need and don't eat enough of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Most people do need that, Mike. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yes, apparently protein is very important. These are the life lessons we're learning. Because uh, I feel now, now that Taylor has a baby, I'm starting to become more connected to life. And I'm Hashtag life after I'm, 30. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm realizing that everyone around me is getting engaged, married, and having babies. And I am now discovering protein. So I think baby we're all... Steps, Mike. Yes, exactly. Baby steps. We're all getting there. I We're all growing up. And it's uh, it's very good. So um, it's, it's definitely good news. I will put out the social media announcements as well this week, but after this episode, so people hear it here first. Um, we've got quite a bit to talk about today. Um, yeah. I think we'll have time, but we'll see. <laughs> um, first and foremost, before we get into Wakanda forever, I think it would be nice to also just kind of reflect upon the fact that this is a real big tribute to Chadwick Boseman, uh, oh, who, sure, yeah. who passed away. Unfortunately, he was dealing with uh, cancer for a very long time. He didn't tell anybody, uh, possibly his wife knew, though apparently that's also up in the air. Um, but he was dealing with it personally. He didn't really tell anyone. Um, and he was filming a lot of the movies that came out in the last couple of years of his life um, while going through treatment. Um, obviously, uh, he unfortunately passed away before this movie could have been made. So they really had to pivot and change around. But they did. A, I thought they did a really good job of giving us some tributes to Chadwick Boseman in this film. Absolutely. Like even just uh, the beginning uh, Marvel um, credit um, was totally done in silence and it was all uh, mm-hmm. images of Chadwick Boseman. Like that alone, just to start, was like, wow, oh, that was great. It gave me goosebumps. Did um, you and see everybody... the movie in a packed house? I did, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. me too. Yeah, I just wanted to see. What what was pe- What were other people, like what was the room like for you during during that sequence? I had a lot of kids, so it was kind of hard to say. Um Lots of like, I don't know, whispering and stuff going on. So it was hard to tell really what the people that were there paying attention, <laughs> what their reactions were. But, uh, I, you know, I know people laughed when they were supposed to. People, you know, really were, like I said, they really reacted well to the credits. Everybody was dead silent through the that, that part. So Okay, that's kind of what I was wondering because that, that happened to me too. Not, not a peep, like silent. Right. Um, when when that sort of opening sequence came on, which which gave me chills, absolutely. 
Um, and it was, it was a powerful moment. And I'm, I'm glad they did. I mean, they did it for, for Stan Lee. They had music for, for him on his score, but I thought the, the silence was very powerful in a movie that felt kind of, it felt like a tribute to him, but also I, I feel like if you, you misstep, this goes really wrong really quickly. Oh, for sure. I'm reminded of, um, this is going to be a out there reference, but there's a point to it. I'm reminded of, of an, on Glee, the guy right. who passed away in the middle right. of, of doing that show. They had an episode that was kind of a tribute to him, but mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I watched it years later. I was done with Glee way, way before that. I think I only watched <laughs> the first season or something. I don't remember. Um, but I went back and watched that episode and I thought it was one of the most awkward, strange things I've seen. And I feel like when it's done poorly, it can be awkward and people don't know how to react. And you're still like, you're still mourning yourself for, for this person that you knew that you're connected with. Yeah. And like with that kind of show too, it's hard to, you know, it's one thing to, to talk about the, the character and, and the person and, and then, you know, just sort of act it out, but you also have to perform it and sing it out too. Like that's a completely mm-hmm. different performance aspect than just acting through it. So it does come out uh, for sure as, you know, it can be done really well or it can be done really poorly. And I, I think I've seen that episode as well. So I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think it was clear, like this filmmaker, Ryan Coogler, who directed uh, the Creed movies, he's done a couple other movies as well, directed the first Black Panther. And this one was a friend of Chadwick Boseman's. And I think you could tell that he's trying to pay tribute to his friend as yeah. well as a coworker. And I thought you could tell with the cast as well, where yeah. there were moments where I'm like, I don't know if you're talking about the character T'Challa or if you're talking about Chadwick Boseman in this moment, which kind of adds to the power of it. Like there are yeah. some amazing performances in there, but the heart I think really came through clearly. It really did. Yeah. And very emotionally charged when they were, you know, they could relate uh, their performance, not just to the character, but to themselves and, and bring that emotion out as well. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay. So obviously the, the Chadwick Boseman stuff kind of weighed heavily on, on the film. Um, obviously we're, we're clearly on the same side of what we think worked in that. So now let's, we're going to talk about Wakanda forever. We're going to try to do this without spoilers. Um, we're going to give a little bit of a plot synopsis, which I know for some people would consider a spoiler. I mean, anything can be a spoiler. It's kind of a personal thing. I, I find when people tell me if they liked or didn't like a movie, that's a spoiler. I like (laughs) to go in without anything. I saw two review headlines by accident before seeing this movie thankfully one was positive and one was negative so it balanced it out (laughs) so i went into there at net zero um so we're we're not going to spoil specific points we'll talk about the movie and the things that we like we're going to give a little bit of a plot synopsis just so people know kind of the general idea of the movie and then we'll obviously give you our recommendations but we're going to stay away from spoilers um, and then move on to our phase four, phase five talk. So first and foremost, Andrew, just overall, give, give us your thoughts on the movie, what, what you thought about uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. I really had high expectations going into this. Um, and I think it was like, you know, how to, we were talking about earlier about us being spoiled and having so many um, Marvel movies out in, in one year. 
I think I was just, you know, having a bit of a, a drought <laughs> in my mind of, of Marvel movies. So I had a really high expectations going in. Um, they, they didn't quite meet them, but I, because they were so high that that's not necessarily a bad thing. I did enjoy the movie. I thought, uh, as we were just talking about, you know, the tributes were really well done. Um, I thought, uh, you know, there was some really good uh, performances in there from, uh, everybody, um, some really good casting choices. Um, and obviously some really good returning, uh, characters as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I think I say this for almost every Marvel thing in at least the last three or so we've talked about. I could have used a little bit more action, um, right. but uh, with with the what they had to deal with in mind, you know, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman and, you know, bringing a new uh, character into the Black Panther mantle, I understood why there wasn't as much. They had a lot of story they had to get through uh, to make sure that, you know, everything was done the right way. Um but yeah, so like overall, I, I would say I really enjoyed it. It just I had such high expectations going into it, and they didn't quite meet them. But like I said, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I think it is hard when you start talking expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Like we've talked about that, especially with Marvel movies before, where it is hard for to to hold a movie to that kind of standard because they don't know what you want in your mind, and it's it's kind of difficult. But I do get what you're saying. Um, like I think for me. I, I did really enjoy this movie. Um, I did also have high expectations, but I also didn't know how they were going to pull this off, frankly. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's to, to no one else's fault other than the way the movies were set up. In the first Black Panther movie, even though there were a lot of fantastic side characters, they were side characters. Mm-hmm. Like Chadwick Boseman was the star of that movie. And even in the Avengers movies, like, Letitia Wright's character, his sister, she didn't have much to do. I know people really liked her, but I think, I think there there's a less is more syndrome that does happen where it's like, well, yeah, of course you like her. She's had nothing to do. And the few moments she has, she shined in. Is that yeah. less is more meaning, okay, if the, the less she does, the more we like her, can she handle more? And I thought she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. suddenly, really yeah. Like here's, Angela Bassett too. Like she was more just oh. like a cameo. I mean, just, oh, let's throw this big name in there. And she yeah. came in and just <laughs> swung for the fences and yeah. she, she hit it. That's right. Oh, sure. absolutely. And, and like, there are, there are other members of the cast that I've seen in multiple things. So I guess I was like, oh yeah, like Winston Duke, very, very funny. He's good in a lot of things. He'll be great. Um, Michonne from, uh, Walking Dead. I don't have the name right in front of me. Um, but I knew she's very good. Like I knew they were going to be good, but I, I, here's a movie that the lead is gone and you're doing a sequel and all you have is the characters who had what fifth, 10 to 15 minutes max of screen time in the yeah. previous movie. And yeah. now one of them's going to be the lead. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like I couldn't believe how like she just walked right into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she really did. Yeah. Like to me that that's where the movie won me over was it was able to shift to these characters um, in Wakanda and all the issues that come from losing your, as they say, losing their protector, losing their leader mm-hmm. and what, and everyone having to pull together. And I felt like the main, I guess it's like five or six people who you spend more the, the most time with or characters that we have seen before in Wakanda. All of them had their moment and they all did very 
well in those moments. Yeah, for sure, hundred like. percent. Yeah, they were they were very well done. Um, I also, I mean, this is a really side point, but because I don't want to get into spoilers, we can talk about some general stuff just in terms of the filmmaking. I thought the use of score and music yeah. was really well done. Like the opening, we're not going to say what it is, but the kind of opening sequence after the credits mm-hmm. had sort of a spooky, otherworldly feel to it. And the music really, I felt like added to it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. They, they definitely have been sort of taking note of some of the critis- criticisms that they've been getting lately, I think, and really uh, applied them to, to make this as, as good of a cinematic experience for you as possible. Yeah, like I felt, I felt it was funny like you were saying it was funny when when it it needed to be it was it had a lot of heart um there was some action i agree there was definitely less action than i think we've seen in the past but i think with the weight of what they were dealing with like you were saying it makes sense that they had a bunch of other things that that they had to do yeah. um in order to make this going i mean i will say like the quick sort of plot thing that i was going to quickly describe the plot of this movie and what you can kind of see from the trailers but giving a tiny bit more information is you do have this other um this other city this other culture this other group of people who've been living uh in the ocean who may or may not have access to to um vibranium um and basically what's happening in this movie is that uh, the Americans, of course, the Americans are searching the world for other sources of vibranium other than Wakanda because Wakanda has the only source for it. And they feel obviously that it's a very valuable metal. Um, and then hijinks ensue um, as this other species is sort of discovered. I also thought that was pretty interesting. Like this is the first movie in a while that I felt like real world politicking started to play its role, just like in Captain America Civil War and like the Iron Man movies, where yeah, there was this sense yeah. of what would the state do, like the states and like the government and what would they do? And I felt like that was like sinister, realistic, kind of scary, which was interesting. Like to me, they added some weight and a little bit more without, you know, having a major threat from above, they added threats yeah, yeah. into this like, movie. Added some consequences to, you know, not fulfilling the mission. Mm-hmm. exactly like you actually felt stakes in, in yeah. this movie yeah. which which i thought they did a really good job at as well and not knowing frankly what they wanted to do with this universe like when you watch certain superhero movies people always say well there are certain characters you can count on that are going to make it through every single moment because well they're needed for this that or the other and right. i think yeah. that it's becoming to me less and less um less and less predictable because you just don't know what's going to happen because they've had to pivot so much. You don't know who's going to become important when and who they're going to keep around. And that adds a certain level of intrigue in my opinion to to the the film. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that it, it had a lot of great moments. I liked a lot of the new characters and the new things that they did. There is a lot in this movie, so it's hard to go into too much detail because there's a lot that you kind of discover. Um, I did want to quickly talk about the kind of new, the new people that we're, that we're meeting. Um, and so it's interesting because this sort of underwater civilization, they, again, can't go into too much detail, but they, they basically 
have been hidden for a very long time. They kind of explain why. It's interesting that in the comic books, this is supposed to be Atlantis. Yeah. But they didn't want, they, you know, so close to stuff, Aquaman and DC, they kind of wanted to pivot and change. I thought they did a great job of making it really interesting, though. Like, yeah, they did. They really did. Um, I was actually going into it a little worried about the underwater sequences because, um, you know, like Aquaman did okay at it, but it was still really kind of cartoony. And I was kind of worried that it was going to be similar, but they did a really good job of making it somewhat believable that this was like, you know, just people living underwater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it wasn't done over the top with CGI. It was, I think they did as many clips as they possibly could with people actually underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, that, I agree. It was, it was, uh, it was really interesting in a, in a, in a good way. And in, in fact that they, they executed it uh, better than I think Aquaman did. Yeah. And it's funny. It's so funny to me. Um, the, the people who, who hate the Marvel haters out there, this is haters for everything. And people just like to complain, but it's so funny because when I watch a movie like this, I, I literally leave being like, you really have not a lot to complain about. Like people can like or dislike movies all they want. That's what this is about. You know, you, you might rate it an eight out of 10 and I might rate it a nine out of 10 and neither of us are wrong. It's your opinion of, of what you like and what you, you don't like there. There is no right or wrong answer here, but I think it's really funny where I'm like, this is the best time to ever be alive for superhero movies, period. Oh, for sure. Like, this is a golden age. And no, not everything is going to be perfect because nothing is perfect. But this movie to me is a, like, to me, a bit of a step above what we've even been getting. And what we've been getting is pretty good. So it's... Yeah, like, how we're going to talk about Phase 4. Like, it's definitely been one of the better ones, if not the best in Phase 4, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting when we when we do the look back in the second half of the episode, like where we would place this in phase four. But I I agree that for me, this movie was up there. Um, I, I've enjoyed most of them, but there was something yeah. extra special, I think, about this movie and about the execution of it. Uh, just one thing I wanted to mention that I, I didn't like um, about the movie, and actually my opinion shared by another um, frequent guest of yours, Matt Sultan. We were talking about it um, after the movie because he went the same night I did. Um, and uh, is that there was just a little bit too much going on in the movie. Like, I feel like a couple of storylines were kind of sandwiched in there a little bit. Um, but, you know, they're just trying to get as much, um, you know, stuff in there as they can to, to prepare us for the next stage because, like, you know, we've been saying this is sort of the last one of this phase. Um, but, you know, if that's something to... That's the most I have to say as a complaint. I think that's a pretty good uh, night at the movies. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm guessing, I I can guess some of the in my head. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm going to guess in my head some of the things that you, you and Matt could have talked about. And I do think exactly what you just said is kind of what's what's true about it. Is they have to wrap up a, an entire phase in this movie. This is a finale, basically, to Phase Four, but also give you something to set up future movies to help continue to connect them. Um, And I do think the connecting thread kind of got thrown in there a little bit. Um, But as you say, if that's really the biggest complaint. how long the movie was? I didn't. No, I I I really didn't. Holy wow. I can't believe that's how long I was there. (laughs) I I don't even know how, I don't even know what the runtime was. Like I don't. uh, Two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. It did not feel like it. Did not feel like it at all. It, like, Anyways, to I me, <laughs> like I, I honestly, 
liked it a little bit better than the first movie. Like I wa- I rewatched Black Panther before going to see this movie. And normally you can't beat the first movie. Th- this yeah. is a rare time where I was kind of like, I kind of liked Wakanda forever a little bit better. Like I just thought that they, I they executed really, things. I really wish I would have been able to watch the first one before. Cause I, I would like to have that comparison too. Um, especially watching it before the second one. Like I could watch it again now. I don't think it has the same effect. But no, but once once you get the second one on Disney Plus, you could do a little binge of the two. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, there were just certain moments that were definitely enhanced for me, having just seen the first one, to kind of remind me of certain things. Yeah, um, sure. and I just yeah, the the movie kept me guessing. It did a good job. I didn't really know what to expect, and it just it just executed for me. And I will always go back to the filmmaker. This is a director who I think is hugely talented. He's very young. Um, he's got a great future ahead of him. He takes the mantle of superhero movies more serious than other directors do. He makes yeah. it an art form, his piece of art, but this just happens to be a superhero movie, just like the Russo brothers do. They're able to do something that makes it stick out in a in a positive way. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. So quickly, before we get into phase four, let's give our, our screening in Kingston ratings for Wakanda Forever. Andrew, what would you give Wakanda Forever? I definitely give it a see it. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm giving it a see it too. I think this is an absolute must see in movie uh, experience, it, especially if you can get in there with a big crowd. There's nothing like a crowd laughing at the same time. Um, and also, you know, you can feel the emotions of the people around you. If, honestly, if I wasn't dead inside, I would have been crying. Um, but unfortunately that's not the case. Um, so I, I felt it was so powerful being there with, with other audience members, especially the, the few, I didn't find that this was like a smack you in the face with comedy comedy, but the few comedic moments, the well-timed moments got huge laughs, especially some exchanges yeah. between, uh, uh, Mbaku, uh, and some of the soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Winston Duke said anything, people were laughing so Yeah, hard. pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, he, he was definitely the comic relief, that's for sure. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's Wakanda Forever. Uh, two see Definitely go check it out. Um, can't really go into more detail on this one, Andrew. Like, there's two hours and 40 minutes of yeah. excellence, but so much There's I want to say, but to I don't want to ruin it for anybody. <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll revisit. Yeah. We'll come back to this. Like at some point in time over the holidays or something, we can do we can go back and, and actually give some more detail. But I'd like people to go see it. I just hate spoilers. Yeah. Why do you have to do it for people? Like I and I don't blame people who like put ratings out on social media. Like I, I that's a me thing. I just don't want to know if people liked or not liked the movie. Just why would you put out certain images or plot points or like spoil it for people like why why would you do that why do you need that level of attention i just don't get it yeah you just i think you you hit it right on the the nail on the head there it's about attention but getting views and clicks yeah views and clicks um okay so now what we're gonna do um is we're gonna spend a little bit of time on phase four and then at the end of the episode we'll just preview uh phase five and whatever time we have left but i wanted to go through phase four because this is the finale. This is the finale of the biggest phase that Marvel has ever done. And I don't I don't mean by amount of time spent, but the amount of content with movies and TV shows. Um, so for people, just a reminder for people of how this works, each phase that Marvel creates is a series of movies that either follow a particular 
plot point, which, you know, you got the Infinity Wars, you know, through through phases, you know, one, two, and, and three. But it also is just a way for them when they're conceiving of storylines and who they want to introduce, they release things in phases. This is kind of a super fan thing. It really doesn't impact anything, <laughs> whether yeah, you know it's really not. Uh, but it's a good way to organize it so we can look back. Basically, phase four started with Black Widow in in 2001 and then went until... No, 2021, Mike. Sorry, 2021. Not 2021. Yeah, 2021, <laughs> Black Widow 2021, and has now concluded with um, you know Wakanda Forever, but also... There is the Guardians of Galaxy holiday special, which is coming out in December. Um, and there's TV shows as well in there. But essentially, the last big property was Wakanda Forever. Um, and the first one was Black Widow with a bunch of stuff in between uh, that we're going to be talking about. Um, so first of all, going back to, to 2021, what we got that year, we got four movies that mm-hmm. year. And a bunch of TV shows. So just quickly, this is what this is what we had. Black Widow in 2021, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. And then for TV shows, we got the first season and I think only season of WandaVision. We got The Falcon and Winter Soldier season one. Loki, also in season one. Um, what If... Also season one. I guess we are getting a, a second season of that. Um, and Hawkeye and Moon Knight. So those are all the 2021 TV shows and movies. So looking at the movies first, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home. Any initial thoughts, Andrew, on any of those four films and how we kind of kicked off the phase? Yeah. Um, just looking at the list here, it's funny. Like I actually think that the in my opinion anyways, the, the TV series is, were almost a little bit more, were better than, than the films uh, from what we got anyways. Because just how, how Phase 4 started with Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals, it was a little meh, you know? Like, it was like, oh, okay, this is this is the direction we're going. Uh, but then you had the WandaVision, and it was like, wow, okay. <laughs> they, you know, they, they know what they're doing now with the, the TV series. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a little, it started out a little rough, but it kind of got better as we went, especially with the movies. Yeah. See, my, my perspective is a little different, um, which, which I like now, I think part of that comes through a few things like one black widow. I really didn't like, um, I thought that that was a really rough way to yeah. begin a movie that should have existed years ago i don't know what happened there 2016 or something like that yeah should have been um but here we go um and even felt like a movie 2016 like it just felt like (laughs) that i was watching movie from them i really liked shang chi like that uh, of though that kind of group that was one that i really really enjoyed now spider-man no way home is obviously a cut above everything here but i i I definitely agree like eternals up and down had its moments but Shang-Chi, I really did enjoy. And then WandaVision, I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Like, I had the same vision. Like, oh, this is what we're doing? Like, this sh- the- these shows are going to go? But then Falcon and Winter Soldier never really sat well with me. I did a rewatch of it recently just to try to, like, watch it again. And I, and I actually liked it a little bit more on the rewatch, <laughs> oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still was sort of meh on that one. Loki, I didn't like as much as everyone else did. I really wasn't into what if either, even though I thought I would be. 
Um, and then right. Hawkeye was a good finish kind of for the year. Because I did like Hawkeye. I did like Moon Knight. So I guess you're right. Like, I guess I did technically like a little more. But yeah, what if I just never could get into it? I don't know what it is. I just, I, well, I finally finished the whole thing of what if. And I just, yeah, it just didn't land for me. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like just looking at the possibilities of the, literally what the title says. What if, you know, mm. this could happen? And it was, I don't know, a cool look at things. Um, I've, I do find it weird that they included in the uh, phase. I thought it would be something um, sort of separate um, just because it's sort of fun and just seeing yeah. what's going on. But the fact that they're including it is interesting. And, you know, we, we saw a couple of things like in um, the Multiverse of Madness, a couple of characters from that were in uh, that movie. So mm-hmm. I can see how it can relate, but I, I really wasn't expecting it to be included in the phase. Yeah. Um, but I, I I liked Loki, but not, probably not for the reasons that I should have. Um, I just I like Owen Wilson, <laughs> and I thought he <laughs> yeah, had well, that's a, really a good, good reason. No, that's a good. Reason. I thought he had a good uh, a good chemistry um, with uh, with Loki. So like, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a good reason. I don't I don't really think it is uh, in comparison to the other things that I you know I like in the Marvel universe. But uh, I agree with Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. I I think it should have been a movie. It should have been shorter and a movie. There's no real reason why it should have been made a show. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, uh, I don't think there'll be a second season of that either, to be honest. I think it was just a way to set up uh, him to be the Captain America. Well, the next movie. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that they were just setting up like, again, there were, there were moments, there were things in Falcon and Winter Soldier and things in Loki that I liked Falcon right. and Winter Soldier. I liked the discount Captain America guy. I thought yeah. he was well cast. I thought like that relationship and nuance of, and struggle should have been the more of the focus of the mo- of the of the show, and it should have just been a movie um, because I thought that was really well done and interesting. Um, yeah, Loki. I think it's. I think Owen Wilson was the best part of that, though. So yeah, I, I yeah. think it's a good reason to like something. He was he was excellent um, in in the films and in, in in sorry in the in the show. I was just yeah, I wasn't as into it as other other people do, and I know it's going to introduce us to what will be a big villain and big impact person moving forward. So maybe this, I, and I'm in, I'm interested enough to watch a second season, but I'm definitely not as big on it. And then I really, I really liked Hawkeye. Like some people really criticized it, but I thought Hawkeye, I thought that series was perfect for, for the holidays. Like that, that's yeah. the way I look at this. These yeah. aren't a genre in of its own anymore. In order to be interesting, you have to do different things. So Hawkeye, to me, felt like a a kind of holiday season, lighthearted but fun and still impactful miniseries that I really enjoyed. It the was Marvel's version of Home Alone. That's the way I looked at it. Yes. You know. And it had that same kind of feeling to it. Yeah. You know, setting up traps and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, just, it, it had that feeling to me. Yeah, it was a Home Alone uh, with Marvel characters in it. Yeah, um, yeah, I really, I really did enjoy in that one too, and that kind of brought us to the end of 2021, which I thought like ended on a strong note with Spider Man No Way Home and Hawkeye. Um, yeah, it was an interesting phase. I just Black Widow is just so out of place. It should have been made earlier. It was a little strange to throw that in there now, um, but I, I did like the character of Shang Chi, and I think that there is going to be interesting to see where that can go um, moving into 2022. Mm-hmm. So just, just this year we got Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, Thor, love and thunder and black Panther. 
We kicked off the year with the first season of Moon Knight. Then we had Miss Marvel, the I Am Groot's miniseries, <laughs> and She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Now, as I mentioned, there were also two Marvel special presentations. One was Werewolf by Night, which came out in and around Halloween. And then there's this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that is coming out in December that is also somehow part of this. But again, I, I look at those as just, they're just kind of minor things. Again, it's interesting. I Am Groot is not considered a special presentation. It's in with the TV shows. I can't, I don't <laughs> get it. Like there's nothing in it that even has plot. Did you, you finished it? Did you watch all of them? I did, yeah. yeah. See, I, I just didn't make it through all of them. So even by the end, there was no real thing. Well, you told me to watch them because we reviewed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, that's a, And I remember and you, you reviewing it. it. You no, I didn't watch it. it. No, I watched like two episodes. I, I told you to watch it. Why would I need to watch it? <laughs> you, you watch it and I'll watch two episodes. And, but so by the end, nothing. Yeah, like, there was there was nothing nothing mm. plot um, driven in it at all. Like they were funny. They were cute. I laughed at them. Like I, I enjoyed them. Don't get me wrong. It just there was nothing in it that really moved anything forward. Unless I missed something. Maybe mm. I wasn't paying enough attention because it was... I wasn't taking it seriously enough, but yeah. from what I saw and what I recall, there was nothing in it that drove, drove any plot. So the fact that they're including it is, I think, just maybe just something that's, haha, let's just do this and see what people think. <laughs> yeah, like the one through line that I'm starting to see with with obviously the Black Panther movies and with Miss Marvel and with Moon Knight is they're starting to include the idea of the gods and the idea of magic and magic versus technology and all that different things a little bit more like that's a through line that they're they're starting to to push in. So you've got like the She-Hulk movie which is still very kind of grounded in in what's going on on Earth, but then you have Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, even Black Panther which is starting to deal with you know the they call them in Black the like the ancestral plane and the ancestors but you know it's basically gods. That, that we're starting to get a little bit more into and that will come to play eventually and obviously the Thor movies. Um, so looking at looking at 2022, um, what are kind of your thoughts of highlights and lowlights from what you've seen uh, this year from Marvel? I thought all the movies this year were, were stellar. Um, you know, Doctor Strange, they, they had their own, you know, little things that people were nitpicking. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, me too. And Thor and Black Thor and Black Panther are very different movies, but I enjoyed them probably around the same amount uh, based upon the the feelings that they both gave. One was a lot more laughter, one was a lot more sadness, but uh, I left feeling something, and I think that's important, and then that's why I, I think they were both really good. Uh, and, yeah. and then for the the shows, uh, Moon Knight, um, I liked it. I didn't really connect with it as much as i wanted to um i think we we talked about that in the previous episode mm-hmm. um but uh yeah like it was uh it was okay um and i, I i'd watch another uh, um season of it if that's the way that they're going with it um that's for sure i really enjoyed miss marvel and i really don't like that a lot of people decided not to jump into that uh, universe because they did a, such a great job of not only introducing a new character in a, in a different way, like that they've been normally doing with Marvel characters, but also just showing us some different culture. Um, they did such a good job with that. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. It was, uh, it was, had some heart and definitely had some laughs. And then She-Hulk, completely different way of, of showing us um, uh, character development and uh, with breaking the fourth wall. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I really liked it, and I don't see what all the fuss was about about that one as as well. Wow, people just being ridiculous. Yeah, I yep. I agree. Like Miss <laughs> Marvel was kind of a a fun surprise for mm-hmm. me. I didn't really know much even about Miss Marvel or like these characters. Like this is starting to get into characters that I have either vaguely heard about or know nothing about. So yeah, it's kind of nice to get into that. Like Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, I think I like them because they were different and mm-hmm. showing me some different things, but still could exist in the world. Um, and yeah, I, I, in at the end, I ended up really enjoying She-Hulk. Um, I was a little weary here and there with, with it, but I did really enjoy that overall. Um, and yeah, I, I like what you said about the movies. Like they're the three very different movies this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and all three of them hit home in different ways. Like I think Black Panther's the best of the group, just in terms of, like the the common thread that I saw that I criticize that I was criticizing about Doctor Strange and the Thor movie was the things that I felt they should have done they didn't do enough of like mm-hmm. I thought we should have seen more of the God Butcher butchering gods and I think we yeah. should have seen more of the multiverse of madness as opposed to spending all our time in one place yeah. um, but what they did do on their own was still very good I still would recommend any of those movies um i really did enjoy them high entertainment value saw them multiple times um they're they're definitely still still solid movies i'm a little unsure where this multiverse stuff is going i know we're going to see a little bit more of it uh in the next phase it would be nice to see some fun universe hopping and i think that movie could have been the opportunity to do it and I, i don't know why they didn't do a little bit more of it um and it, they were short like <laughs> but black yeah. panther were kind of forever being long like i didn't even notice because it was so good but thor love and thunder and doctor strange they were too short yeah they yeah, were so true. short and i and it left me being like why like you could have easily added 10 to 15 more minutes no one would have noticed and you could have fixed some of these issues so it was a little frustrating i would say yeah. Yeah, from from that standpoint, because I do want these movies to be successful, and I do enjoy myself every single time. Um, but yeah, I agree with you about the hate. About I'm just ignoring it about the Miss Marvel and She Hulk stuff. Like people just get over it. Like yeah. just grow up. I don't know what you got to say. Like hey, this and like you and I. Listen, you and I, we're we're two white boys sitting here, and and you know we we <laughs> are saying hey, these learning about new cultures can be interesting. Like, yeah, what is your problem? Really I don't understand this, like, fear and whatever and, and the dumb narratives around, well, what about, what about the story about the white guy? Well, we've had that for years. That's yeah. all we've had. Yeah. So it's nice to do something different. And the, the, the criticism that you get before something debuts is ridiculous. If you want to criticize the content, like the weird twerking episode of She-Hulk, go right ahead. That was weird and dumb and poorly and stupid and doesn't make any sense. Fine. But don't attack people for for race, sexuality, gender, whatever. Like just it's so stupid. And I and I'm getting so sick of it. Um criticize it for the art and what it is and leave the rest of it alone. Because frankly, they were two fun and interesting shows with with new characters that I'm kind of excited to see where they go. Yeah, which is no, nice. Right. And I like what you yeah. said there, Andrew. It's nice to see it in a different culture. Like to yeah. see how a different culture is reacting to superheroes and everything going on. And like her, pa- especially her parents. 
yeah. which I thought were like two big highlights of them, you know, and they're dealing with this and their fear of it and their, their uncertainty and looking at it through another cultural lens. I thought Marvel did a great job of that. Yeah. Yeah. They sure did. Um, so in the time we have left, I do, I just want to move on from phase four cause I do want to talk about phase five, but, um, but overall phase four, what, what are your kind of feelings just overall as we're kind of ending this phase? Um, I think it came in with a whisper and out with a bang. It yeah. kind of started a little iffy for me, uh, with WandaVision sort of being the, the only caveat there. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it, it ended up being a really good, uh, year 2022 for Marvel for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I like, I like where they're going. I like the new characters yeah. we've, we've been introduced to and the new worlds, uh, the new cultures, both that really exist in society, but also the cultures they create. Yeah, um, yeah. I, are fascinating. Like I think Wakanda, which is obviously based on like a lot of like the history of cultures in Africa and, and all these things are like a part of it. It's still its own culture, which is unique and interesting. And the, the underwater people, um, their culture is very interesting to me too. So I like that we're kind of introducing like new world and the world's expanding, which is really For awesome. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to quickly go over phase five because this really kicks off next year in the new year with a slate of movies that they've announced for 2023 and a bunch for 2024. As far as we know, phase five is, is these, these kind of next two years, though it's possible they'll change things because you know, stuff happens. Um, but let's, let's quickly go through first the films um, for 2023, and then we'll take a look at the TV shows. So right now for 2023, we are getting Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania which I believe is coming out in February, which scares yep. me a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's just a scheduling choice or whatever, but that you just don't see good movies in February normally. So that, that scares Unless me Unless it's Deadpool. Bit. Unless it's Deadpool. That's true. <laughs> Deadpool broke the mold. Thank you for saying that. I forgot about Deadpool. You're absolutely right. Uh, the next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, also next year in 2023, and The Marvels also in 2023. So those are the three movies that we're going to get next year. And the TV shows that we're going to get next year, Secret Invasion, 2023, Echo, also in 2023, the second season of Loki. So we get season two of Loki in 2023, Ironheart, and Agatha, Coven of Chaos. So those are the uh, shows that they've announced so far for 2023 that are all coming. So that those are the movies. Those are the shows. Andrew, any highlights, uh, anything that you didn't know existed, anything that you did know about that you're excited about? Give me your thoughts on all those. Um, no, I, I actually been keeping uh, track, actually, of the things that are coming. I was doing a bad job of that, actually, through the first few phases. I was just kind of like, oh, this is coming out. But I'm doing a little bit more research now. Um, I think um, I've you know, we've already seen um, some trailers for Ant Man um, already. It looks pretty good, but I really I'm actually really excited for um, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that uh, Captain Marvel didn't really get a fair chance. Like you know, a lot of people didn't really like the movie, and I think with the you know introducing Miss Marvel to that um, story, I think is going to help. She's going to have somebody to bounce off of. Like, I really didn't feel like she had, because she bounced around from timelines so much that she didn't really have that, you know, you know, her right-hand man, so to speak, to talk to and to bounce uh, her, 
her whole character off of. Um, mm. So I'm hoping that that's going to help with that because I don't I don't think she got a, a fair um, trial with it. Um, I'd imagine so. Like you're going to get a couple different characters in there, so I feel like that movie will hopefully look what you're saying is build that chemistry between yeah. these characters. That's that's the word I, was I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what about the shows? Anything kind of jumping out at you? Um, I don't really know much about Echo, so that's going to be Neither an interesting one for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one that I looked at, being like, I haven't even like I've at least heard of and know kind of what's going on with the other ones, but Echo, I don't know anything about Echo. Um, so that'll be that'll be yeah. I don't. I, I'll have to look into that one more. I I, need, I heard it was announced, but I still haven't really looked much into what it's about. Um, and then I, I thought it was interesting that they changed the name of the Agatha series. Mm-hmm. It was going to be called something else, and then they changed it to Coven of Chaos. So. They must have had an idea. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get, like, an idea and, like, ooh, I want to do yeah. this, which can <laughs> that can be exciting. Um, yeah, it's gonna, I think that's going to be an interesting year. I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with Ant-Man and the Wasp because we're going to really, I think, kick – I think they're trying to kick off this phase, really introducing – uh, a very clear concept, like a very clear villain and person that we're going to be seeing a little bit um, that, yeah. that was introduced in Loki that we kind of get more of. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely interested to see what happens there. And I agree with everything about the Marvels. Um, I'm, I'm now, you know, I'm quite curious as to what's going on with Secret Invasion and Ironheart because those are two, those are two, you know, in terms of comic book storylines and comic book characters that I actually do recognize so i'm interested to see what they do with those like i thought secret invasion would have made a good avengers run of of a movie or two so Mm. it's interesting that it's now going to be a show so i'm very curious on that one um but quickly into 2024 just to wrap up uh season uh, sorry phase five of uh of marvel we've got captain america new world order which is coming in 2024 thunderbolts and blade are the three movies. Uh, and then the only show they've announced so far is Daredevil Born Again in 2024, uh, getting Daredevil uh, back. I I imagine there will be more shows than that. Merely speculation, um, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get another what if that year too. Yeah, probably another what if. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if they had one or two more that they just don't want to announce yet mm-hmm. that they're planning on. Um, so yeah, look, looking to 2024, I mean, I don't know about you, but like a, a, they're doing a Blade movie um, which is interesting to bring him in. But Werewolf by Night, I guess, kind of introduced the concept of the monsters coming into the MCU. So Blade's fascinating to me um, as to what they're going to do. And I just, I'm so excited that Daredevil's coming back. Me too. That's probably the thing that on the list that I'm most excited for. Um, honestly, on this whole list, I think, how well the the Netflix series was and then now bringing in the, you know, the, the Marvel angle is just, I think it's going to be nothing but good things and uh i've heard rumors that tom holland might be involved so that, that'll be really yeah um he signed a new contract for his new trio of movies and and they also included uh the possibility of it, he being in this as well so interesting Again, see that that would be very interesting yeah, yeah. I, absolutely because i think that the new york connection and bringing in some of those characters would be great i mean i just remember that from like the comic books, but also the TV, like the the animated TV shows, like being yeah. able to see other characters from from across New York. Um, especially well, Spider Man series from the nineties, like it had every Marvel mm-hmm. person ever in it, and it only ran for like 
two or three seasons. So yeah, yeah they definitely did the, the crossovers a lot. So it'd be nice to, to see a little bit more um, in these movies. You know, yeah. it doesn't even have to be for long just to like, hey, like I'm here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's a good I think it's a good connector. I like the universe building. I like what Marvel's done. Um, I'm sorry, DC, you really can't catch up. You need to find your own thing and be more <laughs> um, be be a little bit less insecure and just come yeah. up with your own thing, because the stuff that DC is doing, I just can't. Uh, aside from Batman, they just seem to be missing on everything else for me. Um, but Marvel's doing a great job. I, I you know, nothing's perfect. I'm critical of Marvel properties when when they're not great, um, but I do like what they're doing. Um, and at the end of the day, when they produce things like Wakanda Forever, you kind of remember the magic that they have and go, "Yeah, this is yeah. this is excellent." Um, that brings us to the end of, of this episode. So thank you, first of all, Andrew, for for joining me again to talk Marvel. We will have to revisit to go into some spoiler talk eventually i look forward uh, to it yeah because we'll, we'll definitely have to because it was too hard it's too we could talk about it for only about 10 minutes without uh <laughs> going into more so thank you for for being here once again yeah no worries um I, once again congratulations to taylor and dan uh on on the birth of george just yes. this past week um we're we're very happy for you i'm sure i'm sure andrew and i can speak on behalf of our fans and say that we're very happy for you. Um, I'm sure fans will be writing in to say something, Taylor. So uh, I, I'm sure you'll be listening for that, or we'll make, we'll make Taylor listen for this. Um, <laughs> Taylor's more inclined, I think, to listen not being on the show for a bit than she is to listen to to a show she recorded herself. So uh, we'll <laughs> make sense. sure she gets we'll make sure she gets all all everyone's congratulations. But um, congratulations again to them. Uh, and thank you everybody for listening new episode coming up next week we will have new no matter what with the recording schedule being off don't worry new episodes every week but do send in those fan questions and thoughts anyway and just a reminder if they don't appear um, on the week you think they're going to they're probably coming up the next week don't worry we'll get to them go to our website screeningkingston.com for more on that thank you again everybody as taylor says go see some movies Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.